And once you know how your body loses weight, what you need to eat, what you don't need to eat, like all that, when you have that information, it's like, it's priceless. It's priceless. This is why this is your last stop on the weight loss travel bus. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to episode 54. Do you want to know how to lose 20 pounds or 30 pounds without dieting? Of course you do. Do you want to learn how to lose 20 or 30 pounds without dieting, even with a demanding full-time job, even with a busy business, even with kids at home? then you'll definitely want to hear today's interview with two of my favorite clients. Nisha has lost 21 pounds and reached her forever weight, and she's learning how to live life in her new body. And you'll also hear from Sharika, who is a single mom to a 14-year-old daughter and also running a thriving business as a realtor. She's down, guess what, y'all? 30 pounds and is the smallest she's been in three years. So exciting. So as you listen to their stories, you may hear some of your own experiences in there, right? So I want you to listen closely to listen to the thoughts that allow them to drop some of the unuseful habits like hitting up the fast food drive through three times a week and help them to pick up better habits that literally accelerated their weight loss. So in today's episode, you're going to hear us talk about a lot of different things, but very specifically, we're going to talk about how Sharika still drinks a glass of red wine every single night. We're going to talk about how they manage meal prep while cooking for a family. And you're going to hear us talk about the new habits that they've picked up and the old habits that they've dropped, like hitting up Chick-fil-A three times a week. So you're going to love this conversation. And you're going to love my clients as much as I do. And if you're ready to go deeper with the Stop Dieting Forever process and their stories have inspired you and given you hope that it is possible that you can lose weight, even if you've got kids at home, even if you have a demanding job, even if you're running your own business, you can go to my website, jenniferdent.com to see all the ways you can get started in following the process. Okay. So enjoy today's interview, and I will see you in the next episode. All right, so let's just jump into the discussion. I have two of my favorite clients here who have achieved massive amounts of weight loss. We've got Sharika Mack, who, Sharika, this is your first time on the podcast, right? Yes. Okay, so tell us how much weight you've lost. Where did you start, and where are you now? So I lost about 30 pounds so far. I started at 245 and now I am 215. So amazing. <laughs> and what did you tell me? This was what? 
Oh, so I haven't been this weight in three years. Like I haven't been down to this size in three years. So it's amazing. This it's huge. That is so fun. <laughs> and you did it without dieting. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your story, how you did it, all the fun stuff. And we have Miss Nisha here, who is new to the podcast as well. And Nisha, tell us how much weight you've lost, where you came from and where you are now. <laughs> okay. When I first started as your client, I was at 175. And now I am at 154. So that's a total of what? I can't do the math. Um, 20, 21 pounds. Excellent. And this is your goal weight, right? This is your forever weight you have achieved. It is. I did say that I was going to try and see if I could lose a little bit more, but I do find myself being very comfortable at this weight. And that's the key, right? That's what we're all looking for to feel comfortable in our bodies to feel comfortable where we are. All right. So good. So excited. I wanted to have both of you guys on the podcast because both of you, first of all, are amazing, professional Black women who are both mothers. And so I wanted to talk about like your journey as it relates to, you know, you all being moms, you all working, you all holding down the fort, doing all the things. So what were some of the, I guess, some of the biggest obstacles that you had when you came to me and you were like, okay, something needs to happen. <laughs> Something needs to change with this weight. What was the impetus, I guess, to reach out to me and say, you know what? It's time to do something different. Who wants to go first? I'll go. So I am a very experienced dieter. I um, have done all of the things. So weight loss and Weight Watchers. And I know what to do when it comes time to lose weight. But I just had gotten to a point where I didn't feel like doing any of that stuff. I didn't want to, you know, weigh and measure. I didn't want to figure out what counts as a protein or starch and do all (laughs) crazy stuff. Like I didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore. And so as a result, I had continued to gain weight and I had gotten as heavy as I had ever gotten. And we, we have a mutual friend. And so when I saw that you and she were connected and I trust her. I was just like, well, I can see what this is all about. And then when we had our original conversation and you expressed to me that there is a way to go about this without like there being a plan or a program that's really attached to it, I can figure it out with my own brain and I can actually like mother my daughter this way and we don't have to always eat two separate meals and my household can function. (laughs) and like all the busyness that I have going on I just was like I got zero things to lose let's see Mm -hmm. I love that yes you found me on Instagram right yeah I'm the gram girl (laughs) (laughs) power of social media good Nisha you had an interesting story because we've known each other for I want to say almost five years maybe oh has it been that long at least four Okay. So we we also have a mutual friend and she had a seminar that you attended. So I met you there. 
and started doing your um your detoxes. Oh, That's okay. right. I was speaking, wasn't I? And I was speaking. Yeah, I and I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I can do this. So fast forward to last year when I decided to become a client. I don't really consider myself a professional dieter, but I definitely have some tendencies. And I was one of those people that would gain and lose the same 15 pounds every single year between Halloween and the holidays. And then in January, I would start doing something drastic to get the weight off. And it usually entailed some really strict diet as well as some really strenuous exercise. And I think that last year I really decided that I was tired of that. And I really wanted to do something different. Like literally I said to myself, I am so sick of this every single year and I do want to try something different. And so I think when we had our initial consultation, Jennifer, you brought me to tears and I realized that there was a lot more to my weight, the gaining and the losing and just the weight period that was, it was more than just weight. It was some emotional things tied to that. I think the reaction I had after talking to you helped me make the decision. Yeah. I remember that conversation like it was yesterday. Yes. (laughs) And I think like, and you're not a crier, right? I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) But I think you were at that point. And I think so many women have experienced this. Like you're just so tired of like just doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, I can think back so many times where Halloween hit and I was like, all right, eating season has begun. Mm-hmm. You know, November is like my birthday, Thanksgiving, happy hours, like ho- all the holiday stuff. And I would just give up. I would just give up and say, you know what, I'll just deal with this in January. And then, you know, my girlfriends and I would go out for our New Year's Day brunch, which I always considered like the last supper. And then January 2nd, I was on some brand new restrictive diet. Like that was my routine. And I think so many women do the same exact thing. And then, you know, media really portrays it that way too. Of Like, all right, it's January, new year, new you. Like, let's go. Here are all the new diets. And we just fall into that whole trap. And so, look, I understand each of the tears (laughs) and the frustration. And what made you say yes, but I'm so glad that you did. Okay, so you guys have tried different ways and different attempts to lose weight in the past. What do you think is the thing that stood out the most with this current weight loss journey that you're on now? Sharika's smiling. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's, it was hard at first because, and not hard because, there was like any restriction, but it was, it was hard to reprogram my brain to this new way of actually living in this space where I'm not super restricted or I'm not like, nobody is telling me what to eat. Like I would ask you that. I think every time we spoke in the beginning, like, so what, tell me what to do. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Tell me what I'm supposed to be eating because that's what I'm typically used to. And then I started to understand that. First of all, you're not going to tell me. <laughs> you're like, I'm going to stop asking you because you're not going to tell me. <laughs> and then secondly, it was it was less about what you told me and more about 
like me sitting down and understanding like what I wanted this whole thing to look like when I want to eat, what my body is telling me, really paying attention to my own data and like all of the things that you teach us to do. So that was really the main difference is like, it's not an outward thing. It was all inward stuff that I had to do. And How is that paying attention to your own data? Because like when you're following a diet, you're either losing weight or you're not. And if you're losing weight, great. If you're not, problem. At first it's for me, I knew at first it was like, Gail, I hate you. Like every day, we got to come over here and do this every morning. But then I started to get it. Like I started to understand, okay, you're not like win or lose. Like this is your buddy. They're telling you like what you're doing and how your body responds to that so that you can get the result that you're looking for. And so um, now rain or shine, whatever's going on. If I ate the pizza yesterday, whatever it is, you know, I'm excited to get on my scale to kind of see, well, did your body like it? Like what happened? You know, like just more curious now. Yes. More curious. So if I had just told you what to eat, like Sharika, eat this, Sharika, don't eat this, Sharika, you better not eat this, Sharika, never want to eat this. If I had given you just a regular old diet plan, like a regular old cookie cutter plan, you would not have the ability to be curious. Like that wouldn't even be something that's like in your realm of thinking of like, oh, this is interesting. How am I feeling after I have this particular meal? Oh, look, look at my numbers. How am I creating this result, this weight result? Right. Yeah. I learned through that, that my body does not like a lot of carbs like when I'm trying to lose weight it does not like even brown rice you know people say oh eat brown my body doesn't like that so I don't you know eat it if I'm trying to lose weight. but even though in the beginning right you were eating you were eating all the the things until you got to the point where you're like huh let me see what's happening here and then you were able to make some very intentional decisions about what you're eating and when and then how that is going to affect your weight. Yeah. Because remember, what was the one thing you changed about your breakfast? Remember? Well, I don't eat it is the thing that I changed now. Like, I don't need it. I just felt like, so all of my years, I've been dieting since I was, oh God, I was in the 10th grade. So I was 14 when I started dieting. I'm 35 now. So that's 20 whole years of me figuring this thing out. And I was always told, well, you have to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all of this stuff. But I realized I am not hungry in the morning. So I don't eat breakfast if Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it. And that was like, oh my God, you don't have to? Oh, okay. Like you get to do what you want to do, what you feel instead of like following this cookie cutter plan. Yeah. And that was something you had to, that realization you had to come to, right? Because when you started, you were, you, you had all the meals, you had breakfast, lunch, dinner, you had all the things, you were eating a little snacking and all, right? So it was like the weekly coaching of like, well, what's happening? How did you create this result? What were you thinking? What was happening when you were eating the thing, right? What caused you to, like all of those questions helped you gain a new awareness 
that allowed you to make very, very different intentional decisions when you were ready to make those decisions, right. which I think is so much more powerful. And it empowers you just to be able to be more comfortable in making decisions going forward. And you are rebuilding your trust with food. Like quite simply, you're rebuilding your trust with food. So good. Nisha. Yes, ma'am. What was the question that I asked? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> the question I asked Sharika. Um, oh, what was different about the way you lost weight this way versus the way you used to lose weight that holiday weight? So this was different because your focus was like your mindset and your thoughts. And I think the thoughts, the feeling, actions, creating your results, that model for me was super helpful because I realized that during my weight loss journey, when I kind of was stagnant, I realized that model kind of got me over the hump. I think I would get stuck in a place for a few weeks and then I really had to shift my thinking. I would be like, oh my gosh, she's been telling me this for weeks. Why is it just now registering? And then honest to goodness, the minute I had a change in my thinking, I would be like half a pound down. Mm -hmm. And so I think just the mindset work was really helpful for me. And I was very skeptical about all of that initially. A lot of people are. (laughs) Yes, I know. I mean, I will admit that I am not a person who is very in touch with my feelings and my emotions. I'm one of those people who kind of pushes it aside. And so having to do the journaling, the thought work, the mindset that you teach us, like that was really hard for me. And sometimes it still is, but I forced myself to do it. So I think that aspect of it was extremely different than anything I had ever done before because it was all about the actions before. What am I going to eat and how am I going to exercise? And I think I was just genuinely grateful for that after a while because like just my body is so tired of the exercise, the hard exercising. Mm-hmm. It was such a relief <laughs> to be able to lose weight and not have to go through that. And not have to kill yourself at the gym. Yes. And I purposely didn't add more while I was doing this because I wanted to make sure I was losing the weight because of this and not because of increased exercise. Yes. So good. Nisha, tell the people how old you are. I am 44. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) I actually will tell people, and Sharika knows this, like, because Sharika was very much I got to exercise. That's how I lost weight before. I got to start running. I got to go out. And you had a knee injury. And I was like, girl, hold on. <laughs> like, hold your horses. <laughs> right? If you're not, and this is for most of my clients, most of my clients are not, you know, like on the athletic range. They're not working out for hours a day no. <laughs> or multiple days a week. Most of them are working out only because they're trying to lose weight. And so when they come to me, they're like, oh, I got to, you know, I got to work out. I'm like, no, let's just focus on shifting our mindset first. Like, let's first change our relationship with food and understand how food reacts in your body, right? Understanding when you're hungry and when you're satiated, like understanding all of those things first and stop using exercise as punishment because you overate. Or because, you know, you ate too much at happy hour. 
right? Let's just wait because you're eventually going to get to the point where you're going to want to exercise. You're going to want to move your body and be more active, but it's coming from a more positive place. It's coming from a place of, which I think you eventually got to, Sharika, was like better for your emotional health to get out and do some movement. You want to talk a little bit about how you wanted to run, but then you couldn't. And I was like, sit down somewhere. Yeah, that's been, I told you what I do for 20 years. I just, you know, when it's time for me to lose some weight, I'm like, okay, get all this together. I gotta eat this thing. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to run. And I used to be a runner. And so when I came into this, I thought that that was going to be a part of this as if I was approaching any other diet program. But I don't think I worked out for some months on this um, journey. And so I guess that was when it hit me that I don't need to work out to lose weight, but I did need it for my mental clarity. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a high stress job. So I wasn't missing working out because I wasn't losing weight. I was still losing weight, even though I wasn't working out. But I started to miss the working out because I don't know. I just felt like I had like extra energy to burn off or like I needed an outlet. And that was like the major difference. And it felt good to do both, like to be of sound mind <laughs> when, it, when I went to the kitchen and like was eating and kind of more present in that space. And then going to work out, not out of obligation, but because I wanted to. It's just a different experience. It feels so much different. It feels so much different to work out from a place of wanting to move your body and wanting to relieve the stress and wanting to, you know, do that activity versus like having to do it because I got to burn some more calories because, you know, I got to lose some more weight. It makes such a huge difference. So what was your evolution, right? From how you used to eat to where you are now, considering, you know, you have families to cook for, you both have full-time jobs. How did the whole meal preparation change for you? So I'm actually excited to answer this question (laughs) (laughs) because I was that mom that was in the drive-thru probably three times a week. I have two boys. Um, One is 19 and one is 12 and I don't enjoy cooking. So it was so bad. Like when I did cook, my boys would be disappointed because they weren't getting fast food. So that's, (laughs) (laughs) that's how often we were in the the drive-thru. But once we started getting into the meal planning or I started getting used to doing that, It was better for me. I didn't have to figure out what I was going to eat. Now, I'm not going to lie. I still bought it for my kids, but I was actually able to not eat it. I would. Nisha, do you remember? I remember this. Do you remember the first time you went to Chick-fil-A and got the kids food and you didn't eat any? I don't remember the very first time, but there have been many times now since then. And I'm able to do that. I mean, it's been great. So for me, the meal planning was great. So I went from the the drive-through three, maybe four times a week to just having basic things on my meal plan that I knew I could do. 
And I also started doing the meal kit delivery service, mm-hmm. which they also have started eating. So now they're eating less of the fast food. So that has been helpful. But you know what I do remember, Jennifer? I remember when we had a session and I was still making Chick-fil-A one of my fun meals. Mm -hmm. And I was so disappointed because like that weekend, I usually have my fun meal Friday, Saturday or Sunday. I wound up having the Chick-fil-A and I was just so upset because I felt like I didn't have a real fun meal. And you helped me realize that I deserve a better fun meal than Chick-fil-A. And I was like, this is why I'm angry. (laughs) I do deserve a better fun meal than Chick-fil-A. I've been working really hard and I, I was just so upset. And I remember the next weekend I went and I got a salad, a salad, but it's a salad that I absolutely love. It tastes great. And that was my fun meal. And I really felt satisfied that next Mm -hmm. week. That for me was a huge shift in terms of not eating fast food. And no shade against Chick-fil-A. No shade at all. (laughs) Chick-fil-A is great. I still go there for the kids. And occasionally I still go there for myself, but I will have a salad. I will not get those nuggets and waffle fries. I get the waffle fries still. (laughs) (laughs) But I remember that I hadn't had them at all ever. But you know, it generally it's a salad and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And that was your intentional decision, right? Because it's mm-hmm. like you get to a point where you start to feel so much better in your body. You're starting to lose weight. You're feeling good about what you're doing. It's like, do you want to put just anything in it? It just And your, right. your taste buds change too. It's like, if I'm going to eat a burger, I'm not going to McDonald's to eat a right. burger, like a cheeseburger. I'm going to have like the $20 burger with like grass-fed beef with the caramelized onions absolutely and the buttered brioche bun because it's <laughs> going to taste so much better than just, you know, a $3 burger that I can get from Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's. It just, you know, I feel like my body deserves that. Plus it just tastes so much better. Agreed. Yeah. I, but I remember when you, um, cause Nisha, you were, you were the fat, you were my fast food girl. I was. You were yeah. like, you're like, I went to McDonald's again this week. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Let's just talk about it. And then yeah. I remember we had a call and you were like, I had after work, I was going to go to McDonald's and I didn't. And you went home to yes. eat dinner. And that was like the turning point for you. So that is yeah. like a huge shift for you with the meal prep and where you've come from, you know. Mm-hmm momming around two boys frequently in the fast food lane and now you're cooking and they're looking forward to your meals that you're cooking yes what about you Sharika how's your meal prep changed your meal planning so I'm the opposite of Nisha in terms of the cooking things I come my mother is from the south so if you don't learn nothing else you learn how to do your hair and you learn how to cook okay so I <laughs> love to cook and my daughter loves to eat my food. So it had to shift for me like, okay, you have your data. Your data is telling you that your body doesn't like it when you make some other turkey chops and, fresh fry, you know, whatever. 
what are you going to do? So I think that you and I had a conversation, Jennifer, around like Thanksgiving dinner. Remember, I told you I hate all this food. Mm -hmm. I was so upset. And I think that that was the turning point for me where it was like, I don't even like to eat this food. Like I can make it. But after I eat it, I feel terrible and I don't like to cook it. It pisses me off standing in this kitchen for X amount of time. What kind of foods were you talking about specifically? Macaroni and cheese, dressing. I told you my people from the South, so mm-hmm. go there. You know, all of, the, all of this soul food, fried chicken, like all of this stuff. So I can make it, but I don't like to make it. And then you told me that I don't have to. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I gave you permission. (laughs) But I think that for me, it started like, it started a shift to where it was like, oh, well, you're making a salad for dinner. And Natalia said she doesn't want that. Okay, well, she doesn't have to eat that. Like there's tons of food in there that she can prepare herself. She's 14. This is what you want to eat. So take care of yourself. You already have prepared things for her. Take care of yourself. If she doesn't want to eat that, she doesn't have to. But this is what you want to do for your body. And that was the shift that happened for me. It was just like, okay, when I meal prep for the week, I cook for everybody. And she's included in that count. But if she doesn't want to participate, she doesn't have to. But that doesn't have to change what I'm doing for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like the major thing that changed for me, realizing that I'm not a bad mom if I don't eat this stuff with her. And you're, you're setting such a good example for her too. Do you think? I think so. I definitely noticed her paying closer attention to the things that she puts in her body. And um, now it's just like, I just don't want the crap in my body. Like that's what it shifted to. Like, I just don't want my body to feel bad, you know? So when I look at food on a menu, even it's like, oh, okay, well, is it vegetables in this? Can I switch out the potatoes? Because I know my body doesn't like potatoes. Like, what else can I do to make sure that I'm enjoying this experience now and I'm going to enjoy it when I go home and not have the itis? The itis. <laughs> yeah, the itis. Lord have mercy. We don't like the itis. But I think it, this is what I love seeing in all of my clients is like, you start where you start, right? You start at the beginning. And then you just have these shifts along the way where you get to the point where it's like not a problem to not eat those foods anymore. It's like I'm choosing, you guys are choosing to feel good in your body. You're choosing your goal weight. You're choosing to create an average weight loss every week that you want to see versus eating the food in the moment, right? right? Versus hitting up McDonald's versus eating the sweet potatoes and the macaroni and cheese you get to the point where it's like the food is like not that thrilling anymore, but the weight loss is. And when that shift happens, that's when like the acceleration begins, right? The acceleration to, to your forever weight begins. (laughs) So good. I'm so proud of you guys. So what's like one thing that you've learned about yourself in this whole process? One thing that you didn't think about yourself before that now you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's hard. <laughs> um, I've learned a lot of things about myself. I have learned that I used to tell myself that I'm not consistent, but that's not true. I learned that it doesn't have to be perfect. 
to be considered consistent. I learned that perfection is not my goal because I don't want to live that way anyway. I think that we discovered that a lot through my coaching session. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perfectionism. Um, Yeah, that's... (laughs) I do like, I like the idea of it, but in my real life, it's just not even fun. You know, I don't think. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. A lot of my clients are perfectionists Mm -hmm. and they think like, I can't do it exactly the way it needs to get done. Then I can't do it at all. And it's wrong. And one of my biggest joys in life is when you realize that there is no perfect And that every day that you show up for yourself is exactly where you need to be. Nisha, would you agree? (laughs) Yes, I would agree. I did have a couple of those revelations in terms of I was so stuck on doing it the same way every day. And if I did something different and it didn't work out, I felt like I had failed. And I think we had a session about this where I had an aha moment and I was like, you know, maybe I can't fast every day for 16 hours and then have these two perfect meals every single day. Like one day I may have one meal. One day I may be only able to fast for 14 hours, but I'm trying. And I think I had to let go of everything being the same every single day. So I did learn that I can do that. (laughs) I can be flexible. I can let go of, I guess, the control. We've had a couple of sessions on that where I did realize that I'm probably, I'm a bit of a a control freak and I did not see it that way. I really didn't, but I recognize it now. (laughs) I never Um, told you that, but (laughs) there is a point where it's almost like you keep just banging your head against the wall. Yes. With trying to be perfect every single day. And, you know, one of the things about empowering yourself and knowing exactly how you lose weight, it doesn't matter what the circumstances, it doesn't matter what your day looks like, it doesn't matter whether Tuesday looks like Wednesday, if it doesn't look like Saturday, it doesn't matter because you now have the ability to manage your thoughts and manage your mind and be flexible about what you need to do to stay on your path to your forever weight. Agreed. Yeah. So when you, when you let go of the perfectionism, amazing things can happen. <laughs> amazing things can happen. I know we talked about fast food. I always like to ask, like, what was the last fun food that you guys ate? Probably pizza for me. Pizza. What kind? Yeah. I'm from Chicago. So, you know, Chicago is known for its deep dish pizza. So we actually had some frozen ones that we brought back with us when I went to Chicago in March and we baked one of those this weekend. And I had a slice of that. And how did you feel when you ate the pizza? You know, I really was okay. I I remember a time where I would have been like, oh my gosh. What's going to happen tomorrow morning? And every day there's less and less of that. I was happy to eat it. It was really good. And I think because I was still being consistent throughout the rest of the weekend, I didn't feel like I was overdoing it or doing something bad. And I had like two small slices. That's Mm -hmm. it. And I I was done. Mm -hmm. So you were okay with the two slices? Like, and that was it? 
Yeah, I was fine because I didn't overeat. Like if I had had an extra slice, I think I would have had some head drama like, oh, you know, I overate or I ate too much. But I think because my goal is right now is just kind of trying to really listen to my body in terms of overeating. And when I'm actually hungry, I just stopped at the two slices and I was I felt good about that. Good. That's what I wanted to hear you say, because there's somebody out there who's listening like, I could never just eat two pieces of pizza. Like, that's just, I'm just getting started with two pieces of pizza. And they're like, where are the breadsticks? And then give me the the chicken wings. And of course, I got to have like some red wine with my pizza. Right. So for you, Nisha, the thought was, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. Two. Isn't that amazing? Yep. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Such a game changer. I can actually share my last funny too was at a barbecue on Sunday and I had a cupcake. It was delicious. I was like, oh, this is a good cupcake. And then I also had a piece of cake. It was a graduation party. Shout out to my cousin, Dominique, who just graduated from medical school, Drexel. Um, and I had a piece of the cake. The cake was beautiful, but it wasn't that good. It just wasn't that good. I took like a bite of the cake and I was like, hmm. it was kind of like you with the um, eating the Chick-fil-A and it just wasn't that good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why am I even eating this? I just threw it away. I just threw it away. But there was a point in time where I would have eaten that slice of cake because I didn't want anybody to say, oh my gosh, she threw the cake away or like she's wasting the food or like I can't throw this piece of cake away. And I was like, I'm, I'm good. The cupcake was amazing. And then I had the discussion in my head, like, do I have another cupcake or not? And I was like, no, I'm good. Because I know another cupcake is just going to throw me over the sugar sugar edge. And then, you know, would have been downhill from there. So it's, it's so interesting. Like you just have these like, and they're not like dramatic conversations in your head. It's just a decision that you're making. Weight yeah. loss is nothing but a series of decisions every single day. Every time you sit down to eat. Sharika, what was your last fun eat? Carrot cake. Wait, what was it? Carrot cake. Ooh, carrot cake. Um, the Yummy. From the Frosted Fox. They have the spread. <gasps> oh, yes. Did you get to try it? It's so good. Yeah, okay. So shout out to the Frosted Fox in Philadelphia. It's one of our, my favorite bakeries. Sharika's on the Frosted Fox too on Germantown Avenue. Did you get the cake scrapple or did you actually get the piece of cake? I got the scrapple. Yeah. So they have this, you know, y'all know I get excited to talk about food, but they have, I don't know if other bakeries do this, but they take like the, I guess, leftover bits and pieces of their cakes and their icing and they just put it together in like little cups with a lid on it. And it's like layered cake and it's all like jumbled up. It's not pretty at all. But it's like just cake and icing, just exactly what you want. And it's like a little portion size. Mm-hmm. And they call it cake scrapple because I think scrapple is like the Philly thing. And it's so yummy. And they have all different flavors. So I remember for, I think it was Father's Day last year, we had some people over, my in-laws, and I just got a whole bunch of different cake scrapples for like dessert. Mm-hmm. And everybody could pick their own. It's very exciting. that was it was really good yeah good so how did you feel when you were eating your carrot cake 
Was there an issue? Did you plan for it? Tell us all the things. I did plan for it. I um, I had like a little craving for uh the carrot cake, but I told you before I struggle with the perfection thing. So in my mind, I keep telling myself this is not a big deal, right? This is just what I do, and I got that from you. I stole it, <laughs> but it's good. I mean, it's good for me to just remember I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just living my life. This is something that I said I was going to have. And so I eat it. And then, you know, when I'm full, I'm finished. And then that's it. And you're still able to lose 30 pounds by eating cake scrapple. <laughs> and another thing I do still, the reason that I up with this way of losing weight is because I did not have to give up my red wine. I did not have to give up my red wine. Oh, good. Tell us about that. So I have a glass of red wine with dinner every night. And I have always had a glass of red wine with dinner every night. And with my programs, I was never able to have alcohol or it had to be a one or two times a week thing. But I realized that I was on to something and this was possible when I didn't give up my wine. And I was still able to like lose weight and, you know, it was, everything was fine. So. So tell us how you made that decision because somebody out there is listening like, wait, there's no way you can lose 30 pounds drinking red wine every night. How did you make that decision to do that? And then what were you looking at to say, oh, okay, it's okay that I'm drinking the red wine. My data, my data supported, you know, the fact that I didn't need to stop drinking my red wine in order to lose weight. So I pay attention to, like I said, my carbs, because I know that my body doesn't love carbs. They Mm -hmm. hold on to them, but it doesn't do the same for red wine. You know, you just play with things, you know, you see if you take one thing away, how it works and then what your data looks like. And then if you put it back, then what happens? So just, you know, trial and error. And um, paying attention to my body and what it likes and doesn't. And my body is okay with red wine. Yeah. And being curious, right? And I love this because this is a perfect example of bio-individuality, right? What works for Sharika may not work for Nisha. What works for Nisha may not work for me. So, and you get to decide what that looks like for you. And once you know how your body loses weight, what you need to eat, what you don't need to eat, like all that, when you have that information, it's like, it's priceless. It's priceless. This is why this is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. Nisha's off the bus. <laughs> She's on the curb now. I'm still on it, but I'm in the front. No, I'm still- <laughs> all right, right, right. You're standing up waiting to get off, right? <laughs> I love it. It's been so much fun talking to you guys. Before we end, what's, I guess, your biggest piece of advice or like, what would you tell someone who was maybe where you were, Sharika, six months ago, or maybe where you were, Nisha, six months ago, who was like, you know, I'm just so tired of the weight. I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm over a certain age. I can't lose the weight. My family is too demanding. My job is too demanding. Like all the excuses of all the reasons why they can't lose weight. What would you tell them? Well, I would reassure them that this process 
really does work. But I think that it's what you put into it. And you have to be, I was going to say dedicated, but you have to be committed to, I think, the work. And that is that the mind work, the thought work. But it does work. And I would tell them, just like previous clients told me, to trust the process and to trust you. And I would tell them that personally, this is one of the best decisions that I ever made for myself as a personal investment and that it was 100 or, you know what, 10,000% worth it because I feel like I'm a different person, not just because I've lost the weight, but I feel better. I feel better because I've lost the weight, but I feel better because I've learned so much in terms of how to coach myself, how to get through my own mind drama, how to get unstuck, how to just (laughs) accept what I'm feeling, you know, for someone who hates crying, just, you know, accepting what's going on in my life and being able to deal with it and not with food. I've just learned so much from this process and I'm really grateful for it. So I think that's what I would share. Yeah, I love that. And I also love because both of you have experienced like using the tools and the strategies, the self-coaching, not to just help with the weight loss, right? But to help in other areas of your life, right? This is all working together to help you evolve into the next best version of yourself. So good. Sharika, what would you say to that woman out there? I feel like Nisha covered a whole lot of it. I would just tell them to trust the process. That's the first thing. Another thing that a lot of the other um, ladies in the group would share. But mainly, like, I think just take your time with yourself. Like, take your time with yourself and understand what's going on in your head. And I think that was the major thing that I learned through this process is to be more patient with myself to be more curious about myself in order to become the best version of myself. I had to really understand why I was doing the things that I was doing because I know for me, I'm a mom and a realtor and all of this stuff. And you get warped in this world where it's like, you don't even dictate your own steps anymore. You don't dictate anything that you're doing and you're just moving. And so just to slow down a minute and figure out what are your thoughts? You know, what are you thinking? Why are you thinking that? Why are you eating that? Like taking that time out for yourself is probably the most important gift you could ever give to yourself because nobody's going to give that to you. You have to like own you. And I feel like I have a better handle in my life now. I agree with that. You agree, right? It's it's like I agree. I agree. You can do it, right? Like you can live your life and understand, like, wait, I'm tripping. Just sit down a minute and like, okay, it's stuff going on, but like what is going on with you? Like, you know? I call it the putting yourself first. <laughs> this kind of forces you to do that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. many women don't do. Many women don't do. Most of the women that come my way don't know how to put themselves first. They feel badly for putting themselves first. Yes, Sharika's raising her hand. Yes. You know, I still struggle with that sometimes, but 
my self-work in the morning, that is like my time. And I kick people out. I don't answer the phone. I turn my phone off because it's so important to me to like reconnect with myself before anybody else's anything comes my way. So I appreciate that you teaching me that. Look, that time in the morning set aside to just work on your intentions, your goals, your mindset, your focus, your plan is priceless. I always say that's the best time of the day. But I love the fact, Sharika, that you did mention of giving yourself time to evolve. There is no race to the end. There is no like, you know, gold medal, the faster you get to your goal weight. But I always say the reward is in the process. The reward is in the work of achieving your goal. It's who you are becoming as you're working towards your forever weight. That is the reward. Then that's better than actually achieving the goal. Love it. All right. So Sharika, fellow entrepreneur in Philadelphia, we have a lot of people who listen in this part of the country, in Pennsylvania, for sure. So you can help folks find a house, sell a house, tell people where they can find you, what you do, who you help. So I am a residential realtor in Philadelphia and surrounding areas. I cover all of Pennsylvania. You can find me at sharika.mac at compass.com. My Instagram is heels underscore and underscore homes underscore of Philadelphia. Heels and homes of Philadelphia. Got it. Yep. And I would love to help you find your dream home. Yeah. And we'll put all your information in the show notes so people can find you and follow you on Instagram. And when we go to lunch, we have to take our photo together and put it on the gram so we can inspire other people. Right. Like you and Dee inspired me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Nisha, you're not an entrepreneur, but is there anything else you would like to share before we close out today? No, but thank you for having me. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. And we got to get your pictures up as well, your before and after photos, right? Yes, ma'am. I will send those. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for your time and sharing your story today, because you know your story could inspire just at least one other person to help them get started on their journey to get off of the weight loss struggle bus. All right, I'll see y'all in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.